0: On 1116
1: SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this fine Wednesday night. We heard the uh, dissertation there by Warren with the weather, fantastic. <laughs> and thanks to Brett Thomas on another fantastic show. Good to listen to uh, Greg Chapel just before the Diego's. But Vinnie Venezuela, you're in the house. Good evening, Rodrigo. Hello, listeners. Yeah, good to see you, Warren, as well. Looking very Christmassy tonight. Yes, Rodrigo. I've
2: got a few things to say when you let me say them. But, uh, um, Please yeah, continue. looking forward to a big pre-Christmas Diego show, can I say? And nothing, nothing will, um, will have me admitting to anything. Tonight.
1: All right, there you go. I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, Carlos, go there.
0: Hello there, Rodrigo. The mistletoe will be hanging over <laughs> Warren's head. So, it is. You, it, this is a Christmas show, Warren. You've got to be nice. It
1: is the Christmas show, too. I know you've
0: been going on in the, you've been, you know, shooting your mouth off in the green room. How are you going <laughs> to have a crack at this guy, that guy? A lot of tweets on the weekend having a go at Warren after the Derby <laughs> loss and stuff like that. We'll get to those in a minute. Vinny's we will. We've got them all, all in line. He's going to be talking about those soon. But, Warren, just be nice. It's Christmas time.
1: We've got a big show tonight because uh, it is Christmas time and uh, got an interesting Q&A. We've got Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on. Your text messages mm. on 043398 1116. And if you want to call, because there was a momentous um, announcement during the week, which we'll talk about a little bit later our pa-
0: on. Was our wage... Yeah, That's yeah. was Bryce, wasn't it? No, no. It well, was well. announced during yeah, the week. But, but how, how momentous, really? Yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about that, Carl. It was momentous. <laughs> well, don't. don't, don't. Know.
1: I don't know. It was momentous. Yeah, I don't know. It was a moment in time. <laughs> That's what momentous means. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call. Uh, tell us what you think about the TV rights. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen.
3: I don't want to go to anyone because that would be unprofessional, but Christy, I've got a box of tissues at home <laughs> that were unused on the weekend. One of our listeners, of One course, uh, it's a regular yes.
0: caller, and she has aimed a couple of things. Vinny, you know, you don't get criticised a lot. Not much. No, but when you do, Ooh. you hit back, and you hit back. Uh, and I remember. Three or 4 fivefold.
1: Yes. We want to talk about the Derby, of course, yeah. uh, as well, because uh, that was very, very interesting, of course, Melbourne Victory uh, owning the town, Warren. 2-1 victory over City. <laughs> Um, just off the text already Hi guys This is from Marie Yeah And, and straight How off the and bat Marie. She loves She loves her Real Madrid I'm yeah. so proud of the champs Real Madrid On winning another title And go victory Derby was an awesome atmosphere
0: A bit disappointed She didn't say she would loved The Diegos too Because she loved Everyone else in there nah,
1: No no I, 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 You just read that Into it with I Marie. know She's <laughs> a big fan How oh, A big, big listener Of the yes. Diegos Hey this, tonight's show Is brought to you by Tax Talk Best on Plumbing And the Northern Football Academy At St Monica's College In Epping Merry Christmas To all of our mm. partners Martin's there. That's Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy. It's ten past eleven. Ah, yes. Band-aid. Yeah, that's true. You, you were alive back then, weren't band you? band
3: yep. You would have been in year eleven or something, wouldn't you? Year I eleven
1: Year twelve. It was a yeah. fantastic time. It's it's a Christmas thing, Carlos. We've
0: given licence to Pedro on the panel.
1: Oh, Christmas music for the whole night. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. Um <laughs> I think, we've got some, no, I think we've got some good music yeah, coming up, yeah. so make sure you stay listening to the Diego's. Mm. Hey, boys, I call it a momentous um, moment in time. Mm. The, I'm, t- I'm, of course, talking about the FFA landing a $346 million A-League broadcast deal with Fox
0: Sports over yep. six years. T- tell the truth... Who got their calculator, calculator out did. to work it out per year? I did too. I did fifty-seven point six. Yeah, Took, yeah. I, well, I, you know,
1: I, I was I was thinking, oh, just about 58. Yeah, yeah. You have to round it. Yeah. yeah. How
2: can I ask a silly question? Because I'm not in. I mean, I go to but Tax Talk to get my accounts <laughs> done. But um, how do how do Fox Sports pay that? Is it monthly? Like, no. does, does it, like how does it pay for? I'm pretty like, is I'm is, pretty, pretty sure they're out, good for it.
0: Did, no, I'm but, sure that I good mean, for how it.
2: are they paying? I'm just wondering, did, so, did the A League ask direct
3: debit. say they would have take a little bit less for cash? <laughs> <laughs> did they do the FIFA thing, brown paper yeah, bags. Yeah, yeah.
0: Th- those days are over yeah. in Venezuela. Well. Listen, I, I, I don't know the accounts. I don't know the size of the pie. Real the real pie. They yeah. talk
1: about a pie. We're only talking about um. Well, not we're only talking. We're talking yeah. about all A League games yeah. live, and, and they'll also maintain the rights to the Socceroos. Yeah. And the Matildas games.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the but, w but you still don't you know so. the – we, we, we on the Outer Sanctum don't really know the value of the pie, right? right? You'd think that if Fox Sports are paying it, they're not doing us any favour. So it must be worth that, right? <laughs> they're not doing us any favour. It's not saying, oh, look, you're oh, good guys – the Diego's do a good job. Let's throw a couple of extra million, even though you don't deserve it. Do you think we came up in the conversation? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no <laughs> doubt we did. <laughs> in fact, I think we've deflated the figure yeah, a yeah, bit right. because of uh, whatever. But I, I don't well, know. We, I, I don't. Sorry, Carlos. Only...
3: We were like Al McPherson at <laughs> the World Cup if they brought us in,
0: and <laughs> had no effect <laughs> yeah. at all. We were like the actually we were like the blow of kangaroo in the film in the actual <laughs> video they had for it. But uh, you know, so you can't really. No one's actually actually come out and said it's not enough or it's enough or whatever it is because we don't really know what our value is. If Fox are paying it, well, that must be our value. But you can compare it against the AFL billions they get yeah. over the same period A billion, of time. billion, about 1.1 No, 2.8 or something. 2. 8 or something. Oh, it? Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, and we're talking billions for AFL, billions for NRL, and we're still 346. Yeah. And that's after, yeah. by AFL's the way. Been,
1: AFL's been going for over 100 years. Yeah. No, and it's, no know,
0: I'm just talking about you're where. Always glass half empty, Carlos. You, you know, talked about me not bagging all people. I'm, <laughs> all I'm getting. Christmas. I like to sift through the spin, <laughs> the David Gallup spin and the hype that's out there. That, that was, and, they were running rampant yesterday too. Once the direct debits come in, you know that that's our value. And it, it doesn't concern me. It, just what it does, it's sobering to know where our game really is in the hierarchy of things. In fact, free-to-air TV rights are not going to be negotiated until they work out how much these free-to-air channels are going to pay for the big bash. So you know that we're not as important as, as a big bash. It doesn't mean – I'm not bagging anyone. I'm just you are. Saying, I'm no, not, you I'm are. I'm just saying that it's a sobering – uh, reality of where we are in the hierarchy of sport oh. and what people are prepared to so play. A sobering reality. The, the, I mean, the, the, so this is, there's no good side to this at all, Carlos. There was
3: no snap in the shorts, Carlos. That, nothing, uh, nothing
0: to be celebrating. I, at the town hall meeting, <laughs> oh, you've with, been hearing, yeah, oh. with yeah, yeah, with the owners. I was with the owners. Yeah, I oh, where? Yes. talk. They're not, they're not jumping for joy. How are they? You, seriously. Well, they're, not, they're, they're actually on the verge of being unhappy. Well, they're, they're sending out statements through their professional association. You know, there's a club association here. Yeah, now. yeah. yeah you, you've been invited. There's like a PFA for clubs. Oh, is it? For the owners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're uh, speaking on their behalf? No, at the town hall meeting when we spoke. we spoke, they, uh, they 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 want to see how much of this pie they're going to mm, get. Of course. Because the great. PFA want their slice. Uh, you know, how much over the salary cap are we talking about now? How much is the salary cap going to increase? Because that doesn't really come to the clubs directly. That's got to go to the players. And how much over and above are the pl- are clubs going to get? These owners have been bleeding financially for a long, long time. And they've been waiting for this, you know, this rainmaker sort of deal, which was supposed to be $80 million a year, double, so-called double the amount, and we're falling short. So, um, uh, Nothing good nothing no good news here i'm just asking the question as any listener would be out there what's okay? the best a club can earn 2 million no for a salary cap well no, no. So, not, no
3: they're getting the, the tv money at the moment they're getting
0: it's 2.6 covering the salary cap yeah. they're getting that right now there's talk about it going up to 3.4 but it's really money available for players it's not money that the clubs can use for, them, for themselves to Infrastructure uh, the, the and good the, well the good thing the good thing is they've uh, Trebled the amount for marquees, you know, the special, the Kim Kale type marquees to 3 mil. And that gives, but clubs are still going to fork out a fair bit of their own money for that too. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see once the detail comes out about how much is going to be cut up for the clubs, uh, for the owners, uh, and, uh, and see how happy they are. I, I've got a sense that they're all waiting and they're waiting to jump all over the FFA over this one. Look, it'll be interesting to see how much, because the Saturday night game is.
1: Uh, obviously up for grabs in terms of, you know, the, for free-to-wear TV, which would be a fantastic uh, thing to have happened for, for, the, for the competition. The only thing that, that I was surprised about was the term of this agreement, six years. You know, mm. if, if it was that for, if it was five years, I kind of six years is, you know, to me just doesn't sit. I, I don't know why they went Well, six all the journos quite,
0: who have been fed all the stuff mm. uh, were being told four years. Right. So it was a big surprise to everyone. Even the mm. journos were reporting on getting all the all the bits all the off yeah, the record I stuff. In, I was in the Juno's town yeah, hall. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. in the Juno's town hall. So they lie in that town hall meeting. <laughs> oh no, there's n- They pass on false information. Uh, so 6 years, but you know you get Stephen Lowy talking about the fact that 6 years is more about you know, having security for the for the sport and having, uh, you know, the long-term partner that can grow the game with you. So you're putting your negotiating skills above the
2: Lowy family's negotiating skills.
0: No, Do you think you could have done a better all, job? Not at all. You've got to, you know, your strength at school was not comprehension. <laughs> you know, I, 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 all I said was we're getting the reality, you know, what, what the real picture is yeah. by the figures that were yeah. paid – the length of the, the uh, of the deal, and we'll get a real picture of what free to wear think of the game, because uh, they're talking about ten to fifteen million. Well, on if you top. keep talking the game down, we're probably no, likely to get less no, money. No, no, the, 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 the uh, reason, I don't treat our listeners with contempt like
1: you do. <laughs> the, the reason six years struck me as a bit long is is that I thought this deal could have been, not a transition deal, you know, a deal for when you know we get more clubs into the, into the A-League, yep. when, a, when a, a second division is created, so that we've got more competition, we've got more marquee games so that they could go to a, a much bigger deal with a potential free-to-air yep. network with Foxtel, um, you know, in four years' time maybe. Mm. So, so I think that, that's why maybe there's some maybe there's, there's some clauses in there to say that, and I think there actually might be a clause that says they can renegotiate every year now, I, yeah. I, I, I think I read that somewhere. Obviously, I haven't seen the contract. Yeah. But but I, I think there's, there's a clause in the contract mm. where they can re- they can look at it every year. Yeah, and
0: if there's a second division, a professional second yeah, division, right. and Fox sees some value like they do with the FFA Cup. By the way, part of, the, part of this deal is the FFA Cup, isn't right. it? So if they see some value with the second division a la the FFA Cup, they might uh, then kicking, because there's no mention of a second division because it's not, no, even, no. not even started. So, uh, but you might find after the bidding process for the expansion, you might get 20 consortiums that look fantastic, but only two can come in to appease all of them. They say, listen, let's start up a, a professional second division and just earn your stripes over the next five to 10 years and then you can maybe jump in as a promotion relegation team.
3: And how important is it to woo free to wear? Because it really, Absolutely. the numbers watching the game are on free to
0: wear. Absolutely. I mean, we saw the, the classic example for me, which I use all the time, is when we had the Women's World Cup and Australia played the first game of the, of the Women's World Cup. It was, it was Channel 7's third channel, I think, and they hardly promoted it at all. Their numbers that night were two or three times greater than the numbers for the Melbourne Derby on Fox. I mean, just having it on a real mm. free to wear channel. Um, and imagine if they started promoting it, you'd think that the numbers, especially all those, you know, the, the Warren calls me an anti-theater-goer type person. You do. You don't like people of, that don't love no, the game. You, you, you need to introduce <laughs> great, our great content, our, our great events, like our derbies, to the masses, and you'll then start grabbing, these theater goals will end up being um, people who are really interested in the game and might start going to the games
1: just off the text message here you you cannot be happy with that deal too long and but not enough enough money yep. now rod from kingsville the deal could be the end of the a-league if you don't have foxtail you don't watch regardless of the uh, four million saturday free to wear so if children don't get to watch free soccer then how does the game grow children play like an idol wear their number children watch tv get enthusiastic they want to go to Live to A League games um, may have just been suffocated.
0: Yeah, it won't be oh, the end of the A League, but no. I can see what I can see what no, can't. Uh, is, it, is yeah. it? Sorry, Rod. It's, uh, Rod, Rod, Rod yeah, I can see it. what Rod's saying there, but it won't be the end of the A League because there's still. I mean, the numbers. I mean, we got the, uh, the Australian Sports Commission numbers the other day, the Oz play numbers yeah, that were out, and it's just incredible. They, yeah, we've always known these numbers, but, I mean, it was just finally official, I, three or four times more than some, some of the other sports, and we've got those kids playing for clubs. So no, it's, it's not going to be the end of the A-League no, at all. But no, of course we're going to have more Yoshis of this world. Who uh, who haven't picked a club. Maybe don't gravitate to a club if we don't have it on free to air
2: Rugby league's essentially a pay television game now. Channel nine only have two live games, a Friday night double header and then a Sunday afternoon game. They're not broadcasting any other game. So yeah, but if the NRL
0: League... NRL's embedded, that, no, no, that, but that's in the, the fabric. If of... the A
2: League can get a free to air partner for a primetime game on a Friday or a Saturday or a two game package that then becomes almost identical to the rugby league package in terms of free to wear versus versus unpaid television.
1: Good point there, Warren Diego. Good place to uh, stop down a little bit. And let's go to Marcus in South Melbourne. Marcus, the regular caller of Diego's. Welcome to the show, Rodriguez McGregor.
0: Hello. How are
1: we all? There's a frisson of uh, seriousness in the air, isn't there? Oh, no, there is. Only yeah. from Carlos. No, it's, it's, it's Christmas, <laughs> but. Uh, But, you know, when we talk money, the Diegos um, (laughs) don't earn a lot of it, so we we get really serious. We get a bit nervous, actually.
2: Which of the Diegos do you think is the most likely to start
3: talking work over Christmas dinner?
1: Oh... Um, probably Carlos
0: <laughs> He's driven
1: by the dollar Carlos
0: So it'd be him for sure Well Warren's not invited to my Christmas dinner So yeah, Rodrigo and I and Vinny Will just be discussing our schedule over January Which is a very very busy oh, schedule and, by the way And the trips that you
2: had in, in Brazil To you know, Christ the Redeemer And a few other places that I wasn't invited
0: to yeah, yeah. Those anyway, memories We're opening up Old wounds there, Warren. Uh, uh, we are yeah. anyway.
2: Anyway, I'd like to wish Merry Christmas oh, to everyone. Very nice. I hope you uh, all have a good and prosperous New Year, all listeners. And remember that it's the uh, season of peace and goodwill to all men. So let's uh, all chill out and have a good Christmas. And there's only one song to play after the results on the weekend. If you go uh, Melbourne Victory and you go Chelsea under Conte, I think you'd be playing it uh, Blue, Blue, <laughs> Blue Christmas by
1: Elvis. That's lovely. Merry Christmas. On your yes. Merry you, Marcus, mate. Yes. Very yes. nice, Very yes. nice of you and same to you and same to all of our listeners too. Yes. Thanks for your listenership and uh, – you know, Merry Christmas to you all. And, uh, hey, Dean and Crib Point, Merry Christmas to you all. Happy New Year. How good are Chelsea going? Go Blues, go, Dean and Crib Point. We'll talk to Mike McGrath a little bit about Chelsea yes. uh, a little bit later on in the show.
3: Just very quickly, how spewing, I love that word, <laughs> would Jose Mourinho
0: be about what Conte's doing with... with uh, well, he's, he's starting... Start, oh, we could talk about this with, this Mike, uh, with Mike later on, but uh, he's starting... There's some... There's some uh, a taste of success happening at Man U at the moment. He's starting to sort of come out of that dark period and, and starting to get a few little results they and say stuff they like that. They want to sign him. They want, to, re, they want yeah. to extend his contract already. Well, it's usually the club that sees what he's doing way before the rest of us. So if they're doing that now... They're not much better on the part. I'll tell you, what. the way they started and the, and the squad that... I just wonder how much of the squad was forced upon him. Uh, but the way they're starting to get their act together now, and sunny Christmas time. If they to go on a really good run uh, after Christmas. Are you kidding me? You never know what Have you might Have been happen. watching? You never, you never know what might happen. Oh, I'll tell you. You never know what might happen. Is that, that ordinary?
1: Is You're talking about the EPL. Is that Yeah, on? yeah, hmm. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, no, seriously. Hey, uh, let, we'll get into the Derby um, after the break, I think. Uh, more of your text messages. Hey, give us a call tonight. It is the Christmas edition of the Diego's 9429 1116. Let's take a break. Come back with more of the four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
0: Shut up and eat your turkey by Eduardo Diego. Dad, may I be excused? He looks at me full of the Christmas spirit and boozed. Why, son, it's Christmas. Sit down and eat. Grand keeps pinching me on my cheeks. I just want to kick a soccer ball. I've got itchy feet. Santa brought me a new plastic Pakistani soccer ball. It has a hump. With this ball, I can't wait to swerve, curve, and pump. Oh, dad, please, please, I just want to kick. No, son. We eat as a family. Here, have some lasagna. It won't make you sick. Daddy, please, Daddy, please, Daddy, please, I repeat. Shut up and eat your turkey. Plant yourself down in that seat. I look around forlorn. Everyone's having a great time except for me. My cousin Carson wants to sing Christmas carols at high pitch. My skinhead cousin Romper wants to talk politics and bag the rich. My Uncle Chopper, on day release, is casing the joint. Egghead Uncle Arnold tries to make a point. My promiscuous cousin Paris is going for it with some bloke on the couch. I cop a backhander from Dad for not wearing my Christmas hat. That hurt. Ouch! My hot eight-year-old cousin Madonna wants to kiss me under the mistletoe. Oh, Dad, please. I just want to grab my deformed ball and go, go, go. They're hitting the Polish vodka now. This is my best chance. At this point, Dad usually drops his pants to dance. I'm out of here. Ah, Christmas is a Pakistani soccer ball. Oh, no, is that my drunk, naked dad that calls?
3: Heart, the day, There's
1: a bit of George Michael on 1116 SEN. Calvin's <laughs> home of... Pop music. Thanks for joining us. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. It's 11.29. Anyway. Um, Where'd that got come from, carried away, Rodrigo? It came back to my... Horsham Radio. Central, Central Victoria's <laughs> music leader, 3CV, in 1988. That's right. Um, mm. Which is where... Uh, mm. I got a, we,
0: we plucked you from there, didn't we? You did, yeah. 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 Obscurity, mm. Carlos. That's where it was. Anonymity.
1: Anonymity. Hey, we've talked about the... Uh, the big broadcast deal. Let's move on to the derby now, um, gents, and our listeners, can we, of course. Yeah, can well, let's we really? I think it's time for you. Melbourne, Melbourne victory, of course, defeated uh, Melbourne City. It was, it was a fantastic derby. Mm. Uh, it was great to see. Marco Rojas, um, fantastic again. Tim Cale scoring you know, a goal that only, well, not only Tim Cale, yeah. but we're so used to seeing Tim Cale score. Clutch moment, of course. And then Bessar Barisha did the job on the 78th minute. And uh, yeah, Melbourne victory uh, got bragging rights.
3: Fantastic game. Look, uh, first of all, it was 90 minutes of mesmerising football. It was great, and it? It, 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 as a victory supporter, I got nervous towards the end because uh, City were going forward and with intent. But uh, thankfully, uh, we absorbed a lot. The the, the victory backline, back by the way, did a great job. Gary is finding his feet, given the start he's had to the season. So I, th- I thought he did a good job on Brandon. And and Lee Broxham, I reckon, is a gun. mm
2: well, Victory clearly needed to win the game far more than Melbourne City. I mean, that was obvious with the way that they came out. I mean, You were happy the, not to win it then? This was the most insignificant Derby clash of the season so far in terms of what was on the line. There was no doubt about that. And Melbourne Victory the needed... The mistletoe <laughs> is
0: actually hanging over no, your no, head. The Melbourne, and you're Melbourne, just lying. No, bare no, lies at the moment. And, and you wonder why people hate you.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Melbourne Victory needed to win far more.
0: Look... To. to be honest with you, there's a couple of things that came you think out.
3: You JVS ga- said that to the boys? They need to win
0: more than we do, so don't worry about so it. So Warren, was it a, a moral Come victory on. for Melbourne City? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> According to you, was it a moral victory for Melbourne City? Look, I think,
2: I think the magnanimous nature of our organisation means that we're <laughs> able to give victory that. No, there's a couple of things, and I, I'm loath to give Melbourne victory credit for anything, absolutely anything, and I'm loath to actually even partially acknowledge Melbourne Victory fans who ring up and abuse me most of the time. But I'll say this, that Kevin Muscat, to me, I've said that he was he's a better coach than he, than he ever was a player. And I think this season, to me, he's been able to get a group of guys that were clearly dysfunctional at the start of the season. That was proven in the first derby performance against Melbourne City. They were a dysfunctional team of misfit players that weren't doing oh, that really?
0: Dysfunctional and misfit. I yeah, think that's yeah. a bit. No, they yes. were Totally no, ignored. They were, You've totally ignored their fantastic preseason. season You've judged them on that one game. What
3: they've done... And, and JVS has done the opposite. He's taken <laughs> a, a group of elite, fantastic, yes. professional... well all machine, and they've fallen apart. This, mediocre. Is the thing
2: about <laughs> this is the thing about Melbourne Victory fans. When I'm not talking about Melbourne City, you want to make it all about Melbourne City. And I don't understand that, but we'll move on. Look, he's done a great job. They're clearly, they're clearly a title contender. If Marco Rojas continues to play as well as he's played, Vinny made a comment about James Treuse. All he has to really do is put the ball in the back of the net. I probably agree with that, although he's the type of player that always looks like he's going to score and, doesn't, and hasn't scored a lot of goals. But collectively as a team, they created more chances. They were the better team on the night. As a Melbourne City fan, am I concerned? I'm not concerned except for the fact that my sense is they're just not finding enough ways to trouble the goals. And I that that's that's shots based on possession. They're always monstering possession. Even in the game on, on Saturday night, they had sixty one or so percent irrelevant. of the possession, which is irrelevant, irrelevant. But they're not getting enough shots on the base on but the back of it. Same
0: that. thing the week before against ten men of Sydney, sixteen shots for Sydney, five shots for Melbourne. City yep. and against Brisbane I don't know the, fa- the stats it was much the same so this is the thing are they trying to be too clever and cute with the pattern of play that that they're you know even JVS is coming out and saying that we're known for a pattern of play now he's almost he's almost really really proud of the fact that they've actually got a pattern of play but the problem is are you too invested in the pattern of play and not invested so much in winning the game that's the question yeah well I mean I think they've got to find, they've got to
2: find other avenues to goal I mean you know, Bratton's not scoring as much as Moy invisible. in that same position. Bratton, invisible man. I think he's probably covering, carrying an injury. and I, I mean, I think...
3: But he's not scoring enough. Sorry, can you stop, do you want, the so, other thing with Bratton, he's too concerned about sledging people pre-game and telling people he's going to sledge them. Rather than just he should be saying, "I'm not going to take that question. Let's talk. I don't even want to talk about the game." Yeah, so,
0: I, I'm not sure where that's going to fit. But if Bratton's carrying something, because he, he's gone down a couple of times yeah, the has. last couple of weeks, why play him? It looks, blame. it looks like when he goes down, that he's going to be carried off for sure. Oh, he grabbed his groin. In fact, I, I call him the pleasurable. I call colour. him the divine <laughs> man bun. <laughs> the divine man right. bun. Yeah, and I thought he was gone. The divine man bun was gone, right? right. And then he suddenly's up around. Yeah. Is, is he injured or not injured? Well, well, I mean, I'm only... Is, is, he, is, he, is he as bad as
2: Brandan as far as... Unlike you, Carlos, I don't get to town hall meetings as often as you well, do. So I'm
0: only commenting but, on Bratton from okay, afar. You, you, he, looks, he looks not 100% right to Yeah. me. But so what's all this business of him going down? Just take him off. and that, cause yeah. he's, When he comes, it's like they jab him with something and suddenly he runs around a bit, but then he's not... By the end of the game, he's not worth anything to you. So um, he's a really important player for them, but if he's not right... Just give him a rest. Clubs are doing a good job with Bruno Fornaroli, who, who is still a constant threat. Some
2: of the some of the near misses, even against victory, mm. is just absolutely a constant threat. Look, um, not having Jakobsen was a, a loss for, for... Not that it cost them the that, game that in any way. That Melbourne wasn't Sydney. your problem. It wasn't your problem. I just said that. I just said it wasn't our problem. But so, it doesn't help.
0: Well, it wasn't your problem, really. Because the thing is, you were losing possession as you were trying to play your pretty brand of football, you're losing possession in bad areas and suddenly you're outnumbered by the marauding transition of Melbourne victory. I mean, when, I mean the, the number of chances victory had in that first half, mm. clear-cut chances. It could have been 4-1 at halftime. Yeah, yep. yep. And it was all because of where you're losing the ball and you're, you're just turning it over in really bad areas. I think and I said victory with a better team. Well, but they needed uh, to win more
3: than you
2: Melbourne, whispered Melbourne City. You whispered okay. it. You whispered it. You said Melbourne need. victory with a better team. How loud do you want me to get?
3: That's, that's good. Is Not that loud name. enough? They were the better team. The ball by James Troisi to Bessart Barisha, the through ball that Bessart didn't score, was very disappointing they didn't score. That was one of the best through balls I've seen from a midfielder this year. It, mm. was, it was, I loved it. He was offside. One, one thing I, so, will say, <laughs> I will say. I will say that. I one thing I
0: will that. say uh, is that victory, it was a, and I've got to agree with Warren a little bit here, and only a little bit. Jeez. Not much. And a little bit quick, if we, if we can just turn this. Off is a this, momentous occasion. If we can just turn this off for the rest of Melbourne, I'll just say it in the studio. <laughs> sure, sure. That uh, <laughs> if Victory had lost that game, it would have been disastrous for him from a psychological point uh, sense. So they were up. That was their final. It really was. I mean, Kevin Muskell was playing it down afterwards, but that was their final. If they had lost three times to Melbourne City this year in important games, yep. it would have been a disaster for them. So for them to pressure the way they did for 90 minutes, I know... City had their moments mm. with possession in the second half. And, but really, Victory, with their, with their pressing game and their harassment of the Melbourne City team, it was probably the best I've seen this year from Victory. In fact, probably close to the best I've seen from any team for 90 minutes. But they haven't put that together for 90 minutes this whole season either. Can they replicate it week in, week out? Because it's really work rate. It's really hunger. And, uh, and they've, you know, will there be a letdown for Victory? Because there's a few few games in this next Christmas period. We'll have to wait and see. Because it was all on work rate and attitude. That's why they beat City on the weekend.
3: The interesting substitution for me was uh, Maxi Beister, who uh, just came on and just jogged. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's a really good
2: player? And I mean, a really, really good player. Jai Ingham is Absolutely. a genuinely good player. And I... Ben Calfalar plays, and he probably plays ahead of Ingham, but I don't think you lose. He was the one who nicked the ball off Bruce Kamau, that led to the second goal. Even mm. though, even though Barisha was doing what Barisha does, and he was an arm and a half offside, it was Ingham. <laughs> it was Ingham's effort to pick Bruce Kamau's pocket. Who he's not travelling. He hasn't travelled that well since no. the FFA Cup final, but um. He's a really, really, yeah, and he's a really Egan, good impact Egan,
0: player. Egan made an impact also in the week before yep. when uh, he came on and you know drove those crosses into Borussia hmm. of, of one of which one was a goal. And he, I think earlier in the season I saw him. He scored yes, a goal. There was another. One. Yep. So he's done a lot. Uh, and uh, and Muskie did say in the press conference afterwards that uh, that the kid's knocking the door down at the moment. So I think Ben calfalar has got to watch it. I and, think he's the one who's uh, at uh, in a bit of trouble here if he doesn't. Uh, you know, lift his or he doesn't feel a competition enough to be able to lift his game. And City didn't
1: look as solid in defence without Jakobsen as well. No, they no, did they? They, they didn't. They really but that's yeah. something to struggle. Well, according, according
0: to, for me, to T- was fantastic. Yeah, no, he he's a good. player. He's a good kid, and it wasn't because they were playing with a three, a floating three to four man back no, line but, was the reason. So, but Kilkenny's forced to play deeper, and he's got to be playing up
2: next to Bratton. I think for for Bratton to make the most, and for him to be. Uh, you know, a little bit more influential. I don't like him playing as deep, although I will say that it didn't cost them the game. No. It just doesn't
1: help. Here we go. Just off the text message, uh, offside, offside, Warren, offside. There you go. Um, Nathan from Listerfield, that victory versus City game was one of the best games I've seen between the two clubs for a while. Yep.
2: It was the best derby I've seen. mm
1: uh, Warren, you mean Bruno Fall Fallenrolli. There you go. Jeez, it was terrible to watch uh, oh, live. I cared off. <laughs> the team needs I mean, to can... up. Oh. Gary should have got man of the match for uh, dropping the tip rat. Yeah, well, he,
2: yeah, <laughs> just very quietly, just very quietly I, reckon, I reckon Gary wouldn't have slept for a week leading up to that game because he's had nightmares about Mr. Brandan in the previous two games. But credit yes, to him, okay. he played well.
1: It's Dan and standing point here. City's defence is shot under pressure in a big uh, final. They may struggle.
0: Yeah, but the, people talk about the back three or back four, but that's not the problem. The problem is how they adjust when they, if they lose the ball in bad areas. They don't adjust quick enough, and that's why sides suddenly, you see them you know, turn the ball over in midfield, and suddenly, you know, because City are so confident in possession, they have players... Who are making proactive runs, and if they lose it in the wrong area, suddenly they're outnumbered going the other way. And, and that's s- what victory did. Mm. And they're the, probably the best in the league at winning the ball in certain areas in midfield, and then everyone's off. Everyone's going. Rojas is off. Uh, Brisha's is off. Troisi, and they're just so clever. Um, and even they get the fullbacks joining in. The, it really is a marauding team when they win the ball in, in good areas. But they've got to work. Victory haven't put a ninety minutes like that as far as pressure pressing football uh, and just committed to winning that ball um, it, you know, up high in their game all season. It's the best city defence in the history of the club.
2: So I disagree with that totally. If you look at cities for and against and you look at one area of the park that they've improved significantly this year – and, and is their defence. They're not copping anywhere near as many goals as what they have in previous soft years. Soft goals, anyway. And they've, they've got just a, got a,
1: a goal difference of four. So but 17, in terms of, 17 and 13. But in 13. terms of
2: the number of goals they've, they've copped, yep. it's far less than what it's been in previous seasons. I'm not yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, it might be far less, but still not great. No, they're, they're, yeah. four, they're the fourth best yeah. in, the,
1: in the competition. And with, City FC in, are by far... They're sitting mm. in fourth position. Yeah. They are sitting yeah. in fourth yeah. so, position. And Victory have mm. got a game in hand, sitting in second position. Mm. Um, so... You know, based on pure numbers, this was a game that City needed to win. Anyway, (laughs) let's take a break now and come back with uh, Mike McGrath talk about uh, some stuff happening in the English Premier League. This is the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
0: The last time West Bromwich Albion won the league championship was 1919. The last time they finished in the top two was 1954. Hey any team can have a bad century. This has been a sad coaching moment by the Four Diegos. Oh, the weather
3: outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Ah, uh,
1: yes, the great. Man
3: it doesn't show signs of stopping. Is that. Um,
1: Dean Martin? It is. Well done. Dean well, Martin, there yes, you go. The great, Dean great Martin. Great, Dean Martin. Not often sober, but um, <laughs> but very, 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 very great. He same. was in the Brat Pack, wasn't he? he was he Dean was. Martin in the yeah, Brat Pack? With yes. Frankie? Yeah, some of the. some. some Jerry the Lewis? Great crooner. You know, great crooner of his time, and obviously. Some of the He's Lewis. the Michael
2: Bublé of the 1950s, <laughs> well, isn't he? Well, Michael Bublé or Michael is the modern-day Dean Martin. Modern day Dean Martin
3: right? No, it doesn't yeah. even compare. not even. Don't, don't the put them in doesn't the same, compare. No, don't put them in the same sentence. Okay.
1: So we're waiting on uh, Mike McGrath. Oh, um, um, yes. Who, no, I'll talk on behalf of Mike. Yes, yeah, no, well, I'm sure you will. But uh, right, So you want us to interview you about the English yeah, yeah, Premier Yeah, go on.
0: League. Go on, ask me well, a while question. We wait, while we're waiting for Mike, can we just address, um, have we got Mike?
1: Just having some uh, trouble in my headphones at the moment. Okay,
0: okay. Well, we might get Mike in a minute. Um, Now, Manchester Manchester United of Asia, (laughs) according to Graham Arnold, is that the current Manchester United of Asia, or the nineteen Sir Alex Ferguson? I know know you get excited when you get a a contract extension. I know, uh, especially when you've been uh, when you've been very very busy talking about the people that have been after you and. Who was after it? him? The Tasmanian well, according, consortium according was to after the him? the journos who are writing, it's funny how, how whenever Graham Arnold's up for a renegotiation of his contract, uh, how um, you know, media articles come out talking about how he's wanted all around the world, whether it's in Holland or whether it's Melbourne City or whether it's a Tasmanian group. And it just happens to happen when he's about you know, negotiating his contract with uh, Sydney FC. Anyway, he's cock hoop getting the two-year you extension. cock hoop and um, he's declared during, you know, you know, the announcement that you know he's on the verge of making Sydney FC the Manchester United of Australian football. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have he clarify to... what he meant by that. Well, this is the thing, though. The people in Sydney, I know we've got a lot of Sydney listeners, and we love you. We do really love you. But Sydney FC is not, and will never be, the Manchester United of Australian football or Asia or whatever. It, it won't even be the Manchester United of Maroubra in Sydney, <laughs> right? Uh, get your stadium full with people. Start winning things regularly. And don't I mean you just come off an awful lame season last year. You've enjoyed a good run this year and you've done well. Congratulations, but you've won nothing.
1: I thought I think I thought Graham Arnold was having a good year so far. Because yeah. last he year is. I don't think he had a great year himself personally. You know, he was he was pretty angry last year. He was saying things that you know,
0: he wasn't were, happy with his team. He wasn't happy yeah. with his
1: team, of course, but he was having a really good. He was very, he's very calm. Yep. You know, he's, he's set the boys up beautifully. You know, they're absolutely, you know, time to time to the mm. minute. They they haven't lost a game this year. They're playing yep. wonderful football. But um, when he came out and said that, mm.
0: I just thought, why I say mean, they're, it? They're not
1: even the biggest team in Sydney.
0: That's why he says it. But, but even before Graham Arnold was there, we were hearing in different dispatches from Sydney. From you know Sydney FC from Moore Park, that they regard themselves the biggest club in Australia. On, a big on, club, on, clearly. Please, on what basis though? On no, what basis you know are what you they are? Club?
3: They're a club in the biggest city
0: in Australia. Absolutely, that's all they, they are. They should be the biggest club in yeah. Australia. They think, should be. I think that. And maybe they, maybe that's what they should be saying. We should be, but we aren't. Right. Right. Uh, but the, but I've heard this over uh, you know the whole journey of the A League at different times, even after year one or two, that they're the biggest club. They are this and that. Please prove it to me because uh, there's, no, there's nothing better for me that we have another team in another market that rivals Melbourne Victory you know, or West Sydney Wanderers. I think they're the three big, big clubs in Australia, not Sydney FC. There you go. Um, look,
1: I, I, yeah, just, it grates on me and I'm, I'm a very patient man. <laughs> it just grates on me. But anyway, we're having a bit of trouble catching yeah. up with uh, Mike McGrath. So ask me a question. So let, let's, talk about, um, let's talk
2: about the English Premier League. Yep. How do you want to start? Can we start oh, with look, Liverpool? Yeah, we can start with Liverpool. I mean I mean I think with Liverpool they're doing better than they have. They're they're more legitimate challenges than they have been in recent memory. As to whether they're good enough to make it, but they've lost two games for the season. They lost to Burnley and they lost to Bournemouth. They lost to Burnley fair and square and they lost to Bournemouth with three goals in the last fifteen minutes. But outside of that they've been legitimately a good side because they've found different ways to win. The Everton game, they weren't the better team in the first half, played better in the second half. On the back of having lots of injuries at the moment, I think Liverpool are hanging in there and doing a good job. But as to whether they're as classy, you know, as Chelsea in terms of being able to chase Chelsea down, I've got a two-game lead effectively. I'm not
0: sure. In this... Uh, edition of the EPL. Last edition, it's, you know, Leicester won when all the other big clubs... By default, just, really. Yeah, it was by default because the re- other clubs just weren't at the races. Uh, all the big clubs have got their act together a bit better this year. There's no way a team like Leicester's going to win it this year, obviously. Uh, Chelsea's on a real winning run, uh, but the rest of them are capable of losing games to the Bournemouth of this world and yeah, the Stoke of yeah. Well, everyone's this world. lost two games yeah, so fact, far, And minimum. suddenly, I, you know, a week ago, on, uh, on with Brett Phillips on the Tuesday, I actually said this was a different Arsenal team. People were, you know, and I'm not a fan of Arsenal. In fact, I get accused of uh, by Arsenal fans that, I, that I'm an Arsenal hater. And I hate Arsenal. That's probably, that's probably true. <laughs> I, 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 I certainly dislike Arsenal. But I thought up until last week when I made the big claim that this is a different Arsenal team and they've got a chance of maybe winning the EPL and also a chance of be- maybe beating um, Bay in the knockout stages of the Champions League. They, from that moment, they lost. <laughs> they get bullied by Everton yeah. and then lo- and yeah. then lose from being one goal up and dominating at Man City. And suddenly, all the frailties that we we're witnessed for, you know, for years and years, years, that normally happen in November. By the way, they've just delayed it to December. Uh, suddenly, all those things crop their heads up again. So, given that Arsenal's that way, Man City just drop points at different times. Yep. Uh, Man United's too way back, too far back. Yeah. You know, uh, really, you've just got Chelsea to worry about. Yeah, and it's interesting. I don't know. I'm not convinced. It's
2: I'm not convinced about Chelsea. They went through, and I'm, I only say like, that They're what
0: the what the nine, 11, 11, it's games, eleven games it's win. A club record. Yeah, yeah but eleven straight wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. dominating teams. At eleven straight wins, and I'm still yeah, not convinced. Not convinced yeah. And
2: I'm not convinced because they started brilliantly then went through they lost to liverpool at home comprehensively they lost yeah but i think that
3: they can be chased down
0: you know i think all of those
3: teams in the top 4 are, are dangerous they, they arsenal is a bit of a roller coaster but they also they tend to pick up too they they, they leave their run but only
0: late. A, only after they disappoint for a while i don't know if they're on, on the i haven't disappoint. had the injuries yet yeah, it's true, but I don't know if they're going to disappoint for a bit longer over Christmas. Maybe people forget the last two losses if they have a good Christmas period. But, uh, but Chelsea, you know, Chelsea under Conte, where the change there, and it wasn't uh, luck at the start of the year or whatever, they changed their formation at the back. Suddenly they went yeah, to a back, gone three, back three. And that's been, that's been the thing that's really spurred them on to where they're going at the moment. They don't look like they're going to miss a beat. It's not like no, they, they don't. They, they, it's not like they're playing poorly in winning. Actually playing win, they're actually playing really good football and winning games. Uh, even if it's a 1-0 win, they're playing good football to do that. No other team, except for probably Liverpool, no other team is dominating sides like that. Those games against Burnley, I remember, wasn't there a record number of shots at goal against yeah, Burnley? Yeah, yep. And was that born with the other one? They were 3-0 up against Burnley. Correct. I mean, they 3-1 should, with yeah, 15 to go. They should never go. have lost that game. So for me, Chelsea and Liverpool are the teams that are playing great football uh, that at the moment are the quality teams. All the rest... If, you know, City might get their act together. You never know. Under Pep Guardiola, they might go on a bit of a winning run. But at the moment, it's, it's a bit inconsistent. I will give credit where credit was due. And I think
2: I got very close to being asked to resign from the Diegos where <laughs> it was misinterpreted what I said with regards to Zlatan Ibra- Ibrahimovic and his knee. Mm. I didn't I didn't wish ill of him, although it came across like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no. Sometimes but, you muddle your words. But he's a star. <laughs> really. He Zlats, goes...
3: Zlat's Man who can...
2: Did you see he came out in the press and said that he could play at the top flight until he was 50? Yeah, yeah but,
0: red wine. But did you, did you hear that uh, Buffon from Italy said, I could play until I'm 65? <laughs> I mean, I know, th- I he's know not football. That far away I know though, football. Yeah, <laughs> That's
2: delusional, isn't it, really? Well,
0: Imagine if we had a keeper. You know, for me, <laughs> for me, I like I like to dream about these things. I mean, people talk, it wasn't so long ago when you're 32, 33, or you're over the hill, Fair right? Yet. These guys are now playing close to the 40. I mean, Schwarzer, in his own mind, he's saying, well, I could keep on going. I'm 42. 43. Has he officially retired? So I'm not sure. I know he's doing more media over there at the moment. But, but imagine if we had a keeper who kept his spot for his club <laughs> at the top, top level of, of, of English football. I'm not talking about in the leagues. I'm talking about top, top level of uh, you know, Italian football or English football or Spanish football and they're 65 years of age. That would be strange, Carlos. That would be very strange. <laughs> it's not going to happen, Carlos. I, I, I tell you... Maybe not in our lifetime, but something will happen. With modern medicine, maybe. that's right, maybe. Technology being what it is. 65 is is a new 25. But Zlatan... Like, he can...
2: I think the thing that makes great strikers really, really, really great is their ability to be able to score in absolutely contrasting and different ways. He can score with his feet. He can score with his head. He can volley. He can do... He's just... He's just such a multi-dimensional... You know, the strikers that aren't like that, they have patches and then they go on dry patches. I mean, I think Jamie Vardy's a bit like that, for instance. Get the game on my terms, I can score lots of goals. But Slats can score goals, and you've seen it this week. Two 1-0... Or two narrow wins to Manchester United, the odd goal, and it's been him scoring in a particular way. And
3: that's why he's worthy of a 10-metre statue in, <laughs> in Sweden right there.
1: Hey, boys, no Mike tonight, but uh, you covered it well there, uh, Warren, in particular. I had a few more things to say. Yeah, start, no, we'll anyway, need to take a break. You want to come back with a, break, a little yeah. bit more of the Diego's on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home sport.
2: There you go. It's a Christmas is edition. Frank? It, Frank? it is, mate. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He was in the yeah, Rat Pack too.
1: He's a crooner there of the highest order. Is hey. he the
2: best ever? I think he is.
1: Now let's not get into that right now, Warren, but he's very good. Dean Martin, I like is Dean Martin. Is he dead?
3: Frank Sinatra? I would yes, have said Maradona, but you, you're going for Sinatra. Okay.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone and yes. to everyone a Merry Christmas.
3: Yeah, everyone on the
0: Diego's except Carlos, yeah. Merry Christmas. Yep. And and to, the Diego's two are coming to my New Year's Eve party, at my place. That's true. Yeah, okay, yeah. A safe and prosperous uh, New Who Year's is going. Weekend? Well, to we're, that.
1: we're back. Um, we're back on Tuesday. actually. Uh, of course for, we are. Final Before New Year's, Yeah, the the double New
2: Year's. header.
1: Yeah, the Melbourne City take yep. on Perth Glory on Tuesday. It's a very we'll busy triple time, time for that the night. Diego.
3: game.
2: That'll be a good game. Melbourne City will win. Yeah,
1: and of then um, Melbourne victory take on Central Coast Mariners game to the game day for after. Melbourne
0: City. By the way, guys, on that Tuesday night, I've got a town hall meeting with the Central Coast Oh, so you're not coming? No, I'll be there in the second half of the game. The The uh, second half of the show, but I'll be asking a lot of questions because I've got a town hall meeting pre-scheduled with the Mariners who are in town for the victory game the next night. Fantastic. So that's it for this week's show. We'll catch up with you on Tuesday for the final whistle,
1: Melbourne City and Perth Glory. So remember, Carlos, where reportering girls hang out. F- whoa there! Wherever
3: you samba, Sumba, Rumba and La Bumba, whoa there! There are girls with thread on their head and balls at their feet. Whoa there! Wherever
1: Gringos play
2: football, whoa
1: there! We are the Four Diego. Hurry! Hey, hey, hey. Merry
2: Christmas! Woo-hoo.
3: Merry Christmas!
2: Merry Christmas!